Good evening, everybody. Great to see everybody tonight. So glad y'all are here for uh, Wednesday night. And uh, we want to take just a moment. Stand with me, if you would. We want to invite the presence of the Lord here tonight and uh, ask the Lord to have his way uh, in our service tonight. Let's pray together. Jesus, we love you. We're thankful for this great moment, this great opportunity to come together with your people. We're thankful for your presence that's so dependable, reliable. We're thankful, God, for your faithfulness. We ask you to be here tonight. We pray that the Spirit of the Lord would work, that you would talk to our hearts, that your will would be done. We ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Thank the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. And again, welcome. Thank the Lord. I want to make a few announcements, and uh, we'll get our speaker uh, right to the floor. Uh, I haven't had a lot of opportunity to uh, talk to Brother Smith since he's arrived, but uh, we're the one church. We don't do any music on Wednesday night. We haven't for years. We have Bible study. And uh, so when, when we have his guest speakers on Wednesday night, they're usually programmed to think there's going to be a few songs and what have you, but not here at Grace Church. And I did think I mentioned to him on the phone that you'll be in the pulpit pretty quickly after service starts. So, but let me make a few announcements. I want to remind everybody, this coming Sunday, we're having our Connect Group Fair. Uh, will be held in the Alexander Center uh, next door after the altar service, immediately following altar service. This is an opportunity for you to walk through. We'll have all of our Connect Group leaders. Um, they'll be sitting at a table and uh, they'll be advertising <clears throat> what their Connect Group is going to be about and you'll have an opportunity to sign up and uh, become a part of that Connect Group. So remember that for this coming Sunday after the altar service. And then next Saturday, July the 30th, a week from uh, this coming Saturday, we're having a Move the Mission uh, chicken spaghetti dinner. It will include chicken spaghetti, of course, uh, green beans, a roll in a uh, peach cobbler, and uh, be $10 per dinner. All the proceeds go to move the mission, and you can sign up for as many dinners as you want to purchase. Sign-up sheet will be out at Grand Central in the lobby, so feel free to uh, sign up for that. <clears throat> and then we announced Sunday, and I'm excited about it, a huge save-the-date announcement. Uh, we're going to have a Christmas banquet uh, coming up this holiday season on December the 16th. That's a Friday night, and uh, we want you to save the date. Uh, all ages are welcome. It will begin at 7 p.m., and as I mentioned to you Sunday, uh, we will have Grace Church is going to have a big surprise for everybody as the Christmas banquet gets a little bit closer, and it has nothing to do with the speaker, and uh, it's just going to be a surprise. So if you ask me what it is, I will tell you, I can't tell you. Y'all love it when I do this, don't you? It's just so much fun. Our, our youth love it. Just amazing how everybody loves it when they, we get these surprises. But you're going you're gonna to enjoy this one for sure. So, uh, But we're honored tonight to have uh, Brother and Sister Steve Smith here with us from Guyana. And uh, <clears throat> my heart is moved. And y'all know this because I say it uh, every time we have a missionary. But I'm just really moved and uh, even convicted uh, for what these people are willing to do. They formerly pastored and um, 
got the call of God on their life. Uh, for Guyana, they went as Amers in January of 2001, and uh, they've been there pretty much ever since. And uh, I just have a lot of admiration, a lot of respect for people that will give up uh, all of their family, friends, all of the associations they have here, and everything America uh, to go to another country. The people they don't know, but God led them there. And uh, there they manifest their burden. And uh, I just really respect and appreciate our missionaries. And uh, God bless them, and God does bless them, and God does take care of them. Brother Tenney said one time, I believe it was this way, the call of God will never take you where the will of God won't keep you. And uh, I believe that with all of my heart. We're honored to have them here tonight. And uh, would you stand one more time in honor for the man of God as he comes tonight to minister to us the word of God. Let's welcome Brother and Sister Smith. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord on Wednesday night? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Before you see it, why don't you just raise your hands one more time and love the Lord. We love you, Lord Jesus, and give you praise and glory and honor, mighty God. I worship your majesty. There's none besides you, Lord. Nobody like unto you. And I thank you, God, for your goodnesses to us, Lord, in our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. You may be seated. It's a privilege and honor of ours to be able to be here uh, in this service uh, in Central and at this church and with uh, Pastor and Sister Murphy, it's uh, good to meet them, and also it's a privilege and honor to uh, to be able to, to share in this service. How many love and appreciate your pastor and his wife? Amen? Amen. Praise God. And I know that uh, I know that you know this, but uh, the main thing in life is for us to uh, see the Lord and to hear him say, uh, well done, uh, thou faithful servant. And so nothing in life actually matters beyond that. And so thank God for good, faithful men and women of the Lord who will help us on our journey uh, to see Jesus. Praise God. So I give them honor tonight, and, and I appreciate uh, all that the Lord has uh, done through their lives here in this part of the world. Amen. And I uh, appreciate, again, the invitation, the opportunity to come and share in the service. And uh, we thank God for his blessings in our lives in Jesus' name. And we're thankful to be representing the beautiful country of Guyana, South America. And uh, as Brother uh, Murphy mentioned, uh, this last January marked 21 years that the Lord has allowed us the privilege of serving there. And we've seen God do some great things, and we're blessed to be there. Praise God. Amen. How many knows where Guyana's at? Does anybody know where actually Guyana's at? Amen. I'm glad my wife knows where it's at. Praise God. Amen. Because not a lot of people actually know where Guyana's at. How many remember the Jim Jones story? Because usually more people remember the Jim Jones story. They actually know where our country's at, but that's where the Lord called us to. And so uh, we thank God that we have the privilege of, of sharing truth with them in Jesus' name. So I always try to make sure that I make connections and let people know where we're going because there's a Ghana, Africa that's actually in West Africa. And I can't tell you how many times we get put in Africa. And so I try to make sure people know where we're going. And uh, a couple of deputations ago, I was, I was at a church and the pastor had me going to Africa and he never got me out. Praise God. So I always try to make sure people know where we're going. So I got there and I talked about South America and the presentation talked about South America. And even after all that, we're uh, fellowshipping after service and he asked me questions about Africa and he asked me about missionaries in Africa. And so finally I just gave up and told him everything I knew about Africa. Praise God. So when I left, I was still headed for somewhere in Africa, but we are blessed to be in, in Guyana, South America. And it is a very uh, unique place. 
uh, is, happens to be the only English-speaking country in all of South America. And so all of the nationalities that call Guyana home, that are six nationalities, all of them speak English. And so that's a blessing, but it used to be called British Guiana. And so the, uh, the British oversaw them until 1966, and they got their independence, and then be, just became Guyana, which is an Amerindian word that means land of many waters. And so uh, everybody in Guyana speaks English. And it's a little bit different. Uh, they, there's a, little, a lot of British base, so a lot of the words that they use are old English words that we're not used to here in the States. And so they still spell tire, T-Y-R-E, and they'd spell center, C-N-T-R-E. And the program is P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E. So a lot of old English words that we're not used to here in the States. And, and of course, they, they, the way they're, they're speaking with the Creolese English is a little different. And so there's a little bit of adjustment there. But we're thankful that we do have that access to be able to just preach and teach down there basically like we do here in the States. And everyone pretty much understands what we say. And that's a blessing, praise God, to spread the gospel. Uh, but we were, as uh, Pastor Murphy mentioned, we were living and pastoring in Illinois. We were in that district about nine years, and uh, we, we pastored a couple of different churches. The last one we were there about six years, and, and so we went from a very traditional Midwestern scenario in church and with all the trappings that you feel like you have to have, and so all the, the nice comforts of just uh, Mid-America Church, and of course with our, our faith, amen, uh, we're, we're blessed to have the facilities that we do have, but we went from that setting uh, to a very different setting, and so we found out that Ghana is a very unique place. I, I didn't know Ghana existed until uh, the Lord called me there, and so we went from a very uh, very normal setting, what we would consider normal, to be normal, to a very different setting. So we found out in our first year on the AIM program a lot of things very quickly about Ghana. Number one, it's close to the equator, and so it's very hot, very humid. It's about 85 year-round, so it is nice, but uh, I did more sweating my first year than I, I think I ever had in my life. And so I went, um, I kind of joke with people as, as a fat pastor from the States, praise God, and I lost about 55 pounds my first year. And so um, just, just did a lot of sweating and change of diet and things they're not used to, et cetera. And so I tell people if you need to lose a few pounds, amen, it's a good exercise program, just, just go spend a year in Guyana, praise God, and it will happen. Uh, but uh, the Lord blessed us anyway, amen. And then we went from, you know, we're, we, we found out it's a land of mosquitoes, and so it's very hot, humid, and I think everyone from probably South Louisiana understands that, praise God, a lot of mosquitoes. And so uh, the first church we were part of was actually a bottom house church. And so uh, the older homes are built up on stilts because our capital city of Georgetown is four feet below sea level. So there's always a danger of flooding. So they build their older homes are, were all built up. And they have usually about a 10-foot span underneath their houses, and they call that area their bottom house. And they do a lot of their cooking and cleaning uh, in the morning hours down there because it's usually a little bit cooler. And so, but what that does is it provides us a perfect place to have church. And so instead of when you start a church, maybe renting a storefront as we would maybe here in North America, if someone would just lend us their bottom house, we can have church. And so God knew what he's doing. So the first church we were part of was a bottom house church. It was actually underneath the house we were renting on the AIM program. And uh, we would pack it out, amen, and have, it would be full of people, hungry souls. And so uh, I actually labeled the mosquitoes by the way they, they would bite you, amen. Some, some I called kamikazes because they would just come right at you and they knew they were going to die, but they're going to get a bite in before they died and usually did, praise God. Others are called stealth bombers because you never saw them, but you felt them when they bit you, amen. They had just a, a pretty good bite. 
And then we found out also there's a land of, of a lot of bugs. And so uh, about the rainy season time of May and uh, late April, uh, after the rains would come, we'd have this one beetle bug coming in. There would be hundreds of them all over the place, and they call them cockles. And they're attracted to the lights, of course, and they fly real erratically, so they're all over the place. So because it's a bottom house, it's all open air, so you get a lot of different visitors. They would fly in, and they'd be flying around, and invariably they'd fall on you when you're preaching. And so you just had to pull them off and throw them on the ground and just keep on preaching. So I learned how to stay real focused in my preaching. Not a lot of things really distract me anymore. And then we had another bug come through, and I call it the torpedo bug because it's kind of a long, slender bug, and it could fly better than the other bug, and it always seemed to aim right at you when you're preaching. And so you'd see it come, and you kind of dodge it, get out of its way, try to miss it, and it had pinchers on the front. It liked to bite you. It didn't really hurt, but just a little irritating. And then we have big frogs called croppers that are poisonous. And so uh, what they do is if you agitate them, kind of like big, ugly bullfrogs, they'll puff themselves up and spit at you. And if, they're, if their spit gets on you, it actually creates boils. It's very, very painful. and It's really sore. And so in any given service, you'd have the mosquitoes biting and the bugs flying through and the frogs hopping through eating the bugs. So one night I, I watched one cropper hop through, and he, he ate one of those cockles and then spit it out because they're really hard. And he chased one of the other softer bugs and ate it and had a good time. And so just all those things, of course, lizards crawling through all those things. And so it's just a little bit different than what we're used to in, in Illinois. Amen. Praise God. I mean, thank God for your nice sanctuary. Amen. Praise the Lord. So next time your name's on the clean list, however you do things around here, just say, thank God I've got a nice place to worship to keep clean. Uh, but the awesome thing was in the middle of all of those changes, and we had three small children that we took, and, of course, it was an adjustment for all of them. Uh, but the awesome thing was God would come down and, and move the same way, praise God, in a mighty way. And we realized that there are a lot of things we care about that God doesn't care anything about. Amen. All he cares about are hungry souls, amen, that want what he has. And then he shows up and does what only he can do, praise God. So we're blessed to be uh, serving there, and we thank God for every victory he's allowed us to be a part of. I'm going to go ahead and ask him to show our presentation, and I just welcome you uh, to a quick journey through our country in Jesus' name. Welcome to our journey through Guyana, South America. Hey, greetings from Guyana. This is just a little culture for you, one of our road trips. As we went up to dedicate a couple of churches this weekend. And this is part of missionary life here in Guyana. The land in many waters were blessed. Thankful for God's provisions. Excited to be here. So enjoy part of our culture. Guyana is the land of many waters. Our mission with God's help is to bring Guyana, South America, the land of many waters, the living waters of the Holy Ghost.
We thank the ladies for their sacrificial giving through Mothers of Memorial to provide us with our washer, dryer, stove, and refrigerator. Through your giving, we are able to provide many goodies to our special Guyanese family at special times throughout the year. Our stove that you provided with us has cooked many cupcakes, Christmas cookies, banana bread, and other delicious treats. Thank you also for giving to Apostolic Bible Institute of Guyana to see our Bible school students train to reach their world. Together, we are seeing God's kingdom grow and expand. Revelations 11:15, the last part of that verse says, the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Thank you, sweet ladies. We appreciate you. Thank you to the youth of North America for all of your hard work and sacrificial giving to move the mission. Your hard work puts wheels on the gospel in Guyana. Move the Mission also has provided our ministers with boat motors, scooters, and motorbikes. We have crossed many waters on the ferries, traveled down many four-wheel drive paths, hauled many suitcases and supplies of COVID relief and food with our Move the Mission vehicle. Thank you for giving to see the kingdom of God move forward in Guyana. God has blessed us during this term with great growth. We have been blessed to see around 400 baptized and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Also, our ministerial body has grown from 29 ministers to over 50 ministers laboring in the harvest fields of Guyana. Our churches also have grown from 16 to 24 churches and preaching points throughout Guyana. God has blessed us tremendously. Also, we have remodeled churches built brand new church buildings and dedicated them. Presently, we are building a brand new Bible school training center. We thank God for all of his blessings throughout this last term. One great way you can help us to return to the field is by becoming a partner in missions with us. For as little as $25 a month, you can help us return to our field of calling. Also, if you'd like to help us with any projects that we're raising funds for, please let us know. We're raising funds for church buildings and property, also sound equipment, music equipment, generators. We appreciate all of the help that you could give us. Thank you. I hope that you enjoyed our journey through Guyana. Thank you so much for your prayers and support in helping reach this beautiful nation. May the Lord bless you. Amen. Praise the Lord. As you can see, it's a beautiful country naturally. Amen. Uh, there's a lot of beauty, beauty there, uh, but the most precious thing to us are the souls that the Lord has allowed us to minister to. And we thank God for uh, this great growth that he blessed us with this last term. It was the best term uh, that we've had in all of our time in Ghana. We, we uh, give God all the glory and honor for that. Even in the pandemic time of challenge, uh, God blessed in a tremendous way. 
and in ways that we would uh, only be able to say only God could do these kinds of things. We thank God for his hand upon us and, uh, and blessing in a mighty way in Jesus' name. I'm going to ask my wife to come right now and greet you in Jesus' name. I thank God for her. Uh, she is a blessing to the work in many different areas of ministry. Amen. And thank God for her leadership in the ladies' ministries. Ladies' ministries in Guyana has raised their own funds to do their own conferences and teas the last two or three years. And also blessed our churches with funds to be able to, amen, paint their buildings and uh, build benches and do many other things. Thank God. Praise the Lord. So good to be with you all here um, tonight. So good to be with Brother and Sister Murphy. Thank you for allowing us to come. And it's good to see all these young people on the front rows. I, I like that. That's a good place for you all to be. <laughs> the Lord is good, and I love him so much. And the Bible says in Ephesians um, 2.10, it says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. You know, we are created, young people, we are created not only by him physically, but we are created to by him spiritually. When we receive the Holy Ghost, we're created so we will do good works for his kingdom. And you know, my works might be different from your works, but we're created to do good works. We're created unto good works. And that's what I want my life to be. I want to be willing to work in the kingdom of God because we all have our own calling. Your calling may be different from mine, but our callings are all important to the Lord. And so um, one of our ladies, uh, our pastor's wife, uh, she, I brought tonight a tablecloth that she worked on with her hands. We had a ladies' conference, and um, our ladies' conference theme was she worketh willingly with her hands. So our pastor's wife made this tablecloth, and she gave it to me. We were all going up to dedicate one of our churches, and um, I was asking her, I, I, I had asked her to make some things for me, and I would pay her for them, but she wouldn't tell me how much to pay her for this tablecloth, and so I kept asking her, what what, what do I need to pay you for this tablecloth? Because I, I know that where she lives, is it's very hard area. And she um, I knew she needed could use the funds. And so she kept um, saying, we'll, we'll talk later. And so then finally we got together and she said, I made this tablecloth because at our ladies' conference, you told us that we need to work in the kingdom of God. So I made this tablecloth so that you would take it back and raise maybe get some funds for us to have a guitar in our church. So let me show you what she made. So she put her hands to work in the kingdom of God so that she would get a guitar for her church. And I'll have to say the first service that I did this in, I already got the funds. But we are raising other project funds. And so if you would like to help us out on our projects. If you would like to help us out on our projects, uh, they were mentioned on the green paper up there. Um, we have brought back some um, 
Guyanese bills, and we will trade you dollars for dollars, and you first need to check with your pastor, make sure it's okay. But we have uh, $20 Guyanese we'll give you for $20 uh, U.S. We have $50 Guyanese we'll give you for $50 U.S., and we have a hundred we'll trade you out. And they're getting prettier. You really want a 500 if you got 500 laying around. <laughs> and we have a thousand. And last but not least, we have a 5,000. So if you would like to help us out with any of our projects, we'd love to trade you. And we won't tell you the rate of exchange. God bless you all. Praise God. Amen. But it will go for a good, good, worthy, worthy effort. Praise the Lord. Amen. And I, I mentioned to Pastor Murphy before the service that one of our, our major projects we're raising funds for right now is for a new um, uh, headquarters building that was just approved by uh, global, uh, the Global Missions Board. And so uh, the, uh, the, the uh, cost for that building uh, is going to be about $40 per square foot. So if you'd like to trade money for money with your pastor's per, uh, permission to do that, uh, I'll trade you money for money for if you want to buy a square foot, each square foot costs about 40 U.S. And I'll trade you a Guyanese for U.S. Praise God. Amen. So thank you so much for allowing us to be here. We appreciate that. And if you would keep us in your prayers, we need about 66 more partners and we get to go back to the field. Uh, but we thank you for allowing us to come and share in this service. And I pray that God will minister tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you so much. If you have your Bibles, praise God. If you turn to the book of Second Samuel, amen. I want to just uh, share from amen, uh, this uh, portion of Scripture tonight that is, uh, to me, a, a very unique uh, time in David's life, unfortunately. And I pray again that uh, something that is shared from the Word of the Lord will uh, talk to us in Jesus' name. So this is Second Samuel chapter 17 and verse 27. Amen. And the Bible says this, it came to pass when David was come uh, to Mahanaim that Shobai the son of Nahash of Rabah of the children of Ammon and Maker the son of Amiel of Lodabar and Barzaleah the Gileadite of Rogelim brought beds and basins and earthen vessels and wheat and barley and flour and parched corn and beans and lentils and parched pulse and honey and butter and sheep and cheese of kind for David for the people that were with him to eat, for they said, the people is hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness. Praise God. Amen. And I'd like to just minister from this passage tonight that uh, it's all about the king. Amen. In Jesus' name. Lord Jesus, we love you tonight. Thank you to God for your precious word. And I pray that you anoint me as I minister, God, from your word tonight. Speak to us a sure word. I pray that you anoint our ears to hear and our hearts to receive, Lord, from you, of what your desire is for us in this service. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. And you may be seated. Praise God. I'll try to uh, probably uh, slow down a little bit tonight, but I will not keep you long. And I, I know that uh, midweek service and maybe you work today and you have to work tomorrow. And I want to respect your time. And even I heard your pastor mention that in Bible study night, you, you come and have Bible study. And, and actually all the years I pastored when I was in the States and also Ghana, uh, we do the same thing. Of course, we, we sing, but Ghana, amen, we can't have church without, amen, music down there. It's just a little different culture. Praise God. Amen. They, they like their, their worship. And uh, just just part of it, of course. But uh, as a pastor, I've always emphasized the fact that in Bible study night, I usually always teach. I rarely preach, per se. Uh, and so I'll try to slow down a little not tonight because I believe that something that we're, is shared from this passage will speak to our hearts and lives because it's a, it's a very unique story. 
And, uh, and then I also have a problem of talking too fast. And so after 30 years of marriage, my wife has tried to slow me down and hasn't happened yet. But I, she's still working on me, praise God. So I will try not to talk too fast. Uh, but if you're familiar with David's story, you know that you would know that this is a very uh, unique time in David's life. It's a very unfortunate time. And so we find David um, actually running for his life, praise God, after his uh, sin of, of adultery with Bathsheba, the prophet, spoke into his life and told him that his family would have chaos, and, and, and it happened that way. Praise God. Things began to fall apart. And so in this portion of the story, we read that uh, David is actually running for his life from his son. Amen. And at one point, the scripture describes David as barefoot and weeping. And so uh, he has actually left Jerusalem, left the throne, and um, is in a, a very difficult journey now. Praise God. And so um, the Bible here in this passage describes uh, this, uh, this occasion where these three different men that were very unique men uh, came to help David on his journey in his, in his time of, of dilemma. And so the Bible says that uh, they brought these items, amen, beds, basins, earthen vessels, wheat, barley, flour, parts, uh, corn, beans, lentils, parts, pulse, honey, butter, sheep, cheese of kind for David, and for the people that were with him, because the Bible says that they said the people is hungry and weary, amen, and thirsty in the wilderness, praise God. And so as this, this part of the, the Word of God describes these people that are traveling with David on, on this journey that he finds himself on. Um, I'm not sure that there's any, any more accurate, more clearly descriptive words that describe the world without God, amen, than these words, praise God. The world, everybody in the world today, without the Lord in their lives, amen, they find themselves in this situation in life, praise God. They find themselves hungry and weary and thirsty in the wilderness, praise God. Uh, I, I, again, uh, I don't know of any words that more describe when people don't have God in their lives, when they don't know the Savior. And so we are so thankful that we have the privilege of sharing the truth with souls in Guyana and let them know that even in the wilderness there is hope, praise God. And amen, his name is Jesus. Amen. Everyone without the Lord. I mean, the Bible describes these, these people as hungry, Amen. And weary and thirsty in the wilderness. And so everybody without God, amen, do find themselves craving something in life that, that never, uh, all the things that they try to satisfy, that hunger of their soul, uh, they cannot find satisfaction in this world. Praise God. Amen. But the word of the Lord tells us that Jesus is the bread of life. Amen. In John 6, 35. And so he said that whoever partakes of him, whoever partakes of the bread of life, his promise in that scripture was that they would never hunger nor thirst. And so I know to the natural man that doesn't seem physically possible. It doesn't seem possible that if I just partake of God, if I, amen, or partake of him, if he becomes everything to me, that his word promises that I will neither hunger nor thirst if I make him my everything, praise God. But I have found that to be true, praise God, amen. I found that when I gave my life to the Lord completely and I said yes to his will and his way for my life, amen, as a backslidden teenage boy at the age of 17, praise God, I, I found that when I partook of him, he was truly the bread of life. And so everybody in the world that's hungry, their only source of satisfaction can only be found in Jesus. Praise God. Amen. The Bible says that they were also weary. 
Amen. Tonight, in this day and age that we live in, uh, there's so many things that are going on in our world that, amen, I think that uh, one of the challenges of the generation that we're living in is the access that we have to uh, so many things in life. And so, so readily at our fingertips, the world's news is there. And so we exhaust ourselves with worries and concerns that may not even be even in our home country because we have access to that news. And so even life itself just becomes a wearisome thing. And so how many people do we know in life? Without God, their life really has no meaning. And so life itself wears them out. Praise God. Amen. And so most of the people of the world today, they work all week long. Praise God. If they have a typical perhaps Monday through Friday 9 to 5 job in America, they're working all week long for just one thing, and that is that they can get to the weekend so that they can lose their troubles, amen, and their party lifestyle and just try to forget their troubles for the weekend, amen, and whatever they're doing, but then it all comes right back on Monday morning. Praise God. And so that cycle of life just where wears people out. So we, we find people that are in a wearisome state of mind and life today. Praise God. I don't remember as a young person growing up, or a child or a young person, ever hearing as much about mental health as we're hearing today. It's a nonstop, every single day coined phrase that we're hearing. Amen. There, there's concern about people's mental health. And surely we would say that there's, there's a reason why people do the things that they do. Not just losing themselves in alcoholism or drug addiction, trying to escape reality and trying to find an answer to ease their, 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 their troubled mind, etc., but also now we're finding even young people committing uh, horrible crimes. I mean, I went to uh, high school in Del Rio, Texas, which is about 70 miles uh, further west than Uvalde. Our football team in high school played their football team. It was actually our closest church. My dad pastored there at that time. And so even Uvalde was just, just right there. And of course, West Texas is, is flat and it's easy to get to, to places pretty quickly. And so even that was, as it were, in my high school years, in my back door. Why would a young person do, do what he did? Because people's their minds are they're just in a wearisome state of mind but i thank god that jesus said amen come unto me all ye that amen are are weary all ye that are heavy laden amen and he said you'll find rest for your soul praise god i thank god amen that the answer for the weary soul still today in 2022 it's not to say that we can't go to the therapist it's not to say that we can't access different avenues of help to to help us through life or counselors especially our pastor or spiritual elders etc amen but the ultimate answer is found only in Jesus Christ. He is the only rest for the weary, weary soul or mind. But I thank God that that rest is found in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I still believe that in 2022, amen, a five-minute prayer session at a Pentecostal altar on our knees talking to God, amen, can ease our troubled minds because all the guilt, amen, can go away, amen, as Jesus forgives us of our sins and tells us that, hey, everything's going to be all right. I can put you on a straight path. I can, amen, I can heal your troubled marriage. I can save your lost children. I can take care of all the problems, amen, that nobody else can take care of. Amen. The answer still is found in Jesus. He is still our great physician, amen, and our counselor and our help, amen, we find ourselves weary just in life. The Bible says they were also thirsty, amen, like, much like hunger, amen. We know tonight that there's so many things, a litany of things in life, and the, the list seems to just kind of get longer of things that people try to access into their lives that will quench their thirsty soul, amen. Uh, they're trying to find satisfaction. It's just like, amen, a, a person in a hot, humid climate. There's nothing that will quench your thirst like just a cold glass of good water.
water. Amen. But Jesus said to the woman at the well in John 4, whoever drinks of this well will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him, Jesus said, will never thirst again. But he said, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. John 4, 14. And you know what? That promise is still true today. Just as much as it was for that woman in Sychar of Samaria in that story, amen, he still has, amen, a well of everlasting life, a well of living water that we can tap into and never thirst again. Praise God. That's why when I, amen, come back to the Lord at 17, I thank God that the well was still there and the well still had living water and it still was fresh and Jesus was still available, amen, and when I tap back into it and I drank again, amen, I've never thirsted for those things I was doing again. Amen. Because he's the answer for the thirsty soul, and his name is Jesus, and he promised us living waters. And then, amen, the last description was, amen, those that are in the wilderness. They're hungry, weary, and thirsty in the wilderness. And so, again, I don't know that I've ever faced a day and time in my life uh, where people seem to be so lost. And it almost seems as if it's not just a normal loss, praise God. And so when I was a teenager, backslidden and doing a lot of ignorant things in my life, it was just <coughs> kind of just a lot of normal, natural things, just a lot of normal, ignorant sin. But today, praise God, it just seems people are so lost in this wilderness of a world. Praise God, I don't know that I ever thought that I would, I would have a day where people, amen, and especially young people, were struggling so strongly with just different things in life. And the sad thing is, it's not just a struggle now about doctrine or lifestyle or what truth is or who God is, praise God. But now it's going a little deeper because the wilderness has just, amen, grown up more and people are more lost in their minds and lives. Amen, you look in young people's lives today without God, amen, and their their eyes are vacant. They're just so lost. I, again, I don't know that I've ever faced a time when, amen, we're not sure, amen, whether we're a boy or girl, praise God. But that's the wilderness that the world is in now. But there's an answer. Amen. Praise God. And his name is Jesus. Amen. There's an answer to the wilderness that we find ourselves in the world. And his name is Jesus. And so Isaiah 35 is a great chapter about, amen, he promises that even in the wilderness, amen, streams can break out in the desert places. And so I want to encourage the church tonight to just be reminded, amen, that no matter how bad the world is getting, and the world is just going to get darker. That means the brighter our lights are going to shine as apostolic Pentecostals. Praise God. And so in the most unlikely places, we can hold on to the promises of God that tell us that even in the solitary place, even in the desert place, even in the places you thought would be the least likely places where something good could come out of it, God can bring revival and a harvest of souls because he can cause to break out in the desert place, springs in the desert, rivers of life in this wilderness that our world is in. Amen. Praise God. Why? Because we have the answer. Amen. The answer is not more money. The answer is not uh, amen, a better education. The answer is not a better job with a higher pay. But the answer is in a saving relationship with Almighty God whose name is Jesus. And I thank God that I know Him. And I thank God that I can share Him with others. Amen. I was talking to a couple of the men in the church uh, before service tonight. They were just asking about different aspects of God. Amen. Again, as a Christian, Hindus and Muslim in our nation. And the Hindus worship hundreds of different gods and even behind every one of those gods is a, a unique story Ram and Shiva 
or to the main God. Shiva is the warring God. He's an angry God. And he's a God that the Hindus believe that when the trouble world gets in so much trouble in cycles and season, he'll come down and destroy the earth and recreate it as one of their gods that they serve. And so another God is a God by the name of Ganesh or Ganesha. And uh, if you ever see any of the pictures or maybe calendars that Hindus have, uh, the, the, the Ganesh or Ganesha is the God that protects, and he's the blue elephant-headed God. And so the story behind him is that one day, even Shiva, one of the main gods, got married to a goddess. They had a child, and eventually Shiva went away, and even uh, the, 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 the son grew up and became a man, and he, he decided that his whole purpose in life was to protect his mother's abode. And so he set up camp outside of his mom's house, and so one day Shiva came to visit his wife and didn't recognize his son, and so they, they got into a fight. And in the battle that ensued, uh, Shiva, the, the main father god, cut off his own hun, uh, son's head. It killed him. And so the, the mother God realized, the goddess realized what had happened. So she came out and began to intercede for her son's life and beg for his life. And, and so they, they looked for the head. They couldn't find the head. And so finally, as she kept on be begging and interceding, Shiva, the father God, and finally he consented and said, well, whatever head you can find, I'll reattach it to his body. He'll survive. So the only head that they could find was a blue elephant head. So he reattached it to the son's body and he became, he lived and continued to go on. And so they call him Ganesh or Ganesha. And he is the God that protects. And so if they want protection, they'll pray to Ganesh. That's the God they pray to. So my question always was, if he couldn't protect his own self from his father killing him, then how can he protect me? That's just one of the stories behind. Every one of their gods have a story behind them. Amen. I'm so thankful that I know Jesus. I don't have to believe in that kind of God that's just a fairy tale or some, some nonsensical story that someone's created. Amen. I know the only one true wise God. Amen. I know him by name. Praise God. I know him personally. I know him in a saving way. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. His spirit now lives inside of me. He's forgiven me on my sins, cleansed me, washed me away. My sins away. He's picked me up and turned my life around. I know him and his name is Jesus. And so we have the privilege of sharing that in the wilderness that they're in, there's an answer. And his name is Jesus. Praise God. Amen. So I'd like to just uh, to, to, to close with this tonight and, and share this. Uh, one of the greatest parts of the story is looking at the men that came and helped David the king on his journey that he found himself on. And so these men that brought these items to help uh, David and, and the, the people that were with him, the Bible describes them as, amen, um, Shobah, the son of Nahash of Rabah, the children of Ammon, and Maker, the son of Amiel of Lodabar, and Barzaleah the Gilead of Rugalim. And so if you're, if you're familiar with David's story, you find it interesting that the first man that's mentioned by name is Shobai, the son of Nahash of Reba of the children of Ammon. So that, that lets me know right there that, amen, if I didn't know any more about the story, that verse right there, that part of the verse tells me that this man is an Ammonite. Praise God. So he's, he's a descendant of one of the incestuous uh, sons of an incestuous relationship that Lot had with one of his daughters. So Benamite, but they, they call him Ammon. So the Ammonites were enemies of God's people all the time. They were not godly people, and they were actually enemies of God's people, the whole story all the, throughout the Old Testament. But we find this man who's an Ammonite comes and helps David on his journey. I just find that unusual. And there's a story behind it. You'll find that even David sent some ambassadors, and it, it appears as if when that happened and his ambassadors were, were ill-treated, that he probably went and took out that, that king, the son that his father had died. David probably put this, this young man as king in his place. So there's possibly part of that story. Even, but uh, I find it interesting. That just tells me, though, that it doesn't matter who we are. Amen. Jesus can use us to help the king. Amen. 
So I want to encourage you tonight that if, if the enemy of your soul and the enemy of our world is trying to tell you a lie that you can't be used of God, every person, amen, that has the Holy Ghost, every person tonight in this sanctuary, God wants to use every one of us. So we don't say, well, I come from the wrong side of town, or I don't have the right last name, or I have a great Pentecostal heritage. Amen, that doesn't matter to God. All God is looking for is someone to say, I'm available to use. Amen, Lord, use me to help you on your journey. So even if even we feel like we're Ammonites, he, got, he uses Ammonite. The second man was a man by the name of Maker, uh, the son of Amiel. Uh, the, the Bible says he's of Lodabar. So again, if you're familiar with David's story, you find out that even David's best friend, Jonathan, his only son living, uh, the Bible says David went and looked for him. He found Mephibosheth, a lame young man, and he was living in Lodabar. And this man was, was part of the story then as well. And so Lodabar, if you know the story, also means a desert place, a desolate place, a pastureless land. So this man, Maker, from Lodabar also came to help King David on his journey. So what that tells me is that sometimes we'll say, well, I don't have a lot of resources. That doesn't matter. Even if we feel like we don't have anything to give to God, just use what's in your hand and say, Lord, I'm available. And God can use anybody. We don't have to have a lot of money. We don't have to have a Bible school degree to reach a soul. Amen. So even if we feel like we have no resources naturally, God can still use us. Could God use this man to help the king on his journey? And then the last man was a man by the name of Barzaleah, the Gileadite uh, of Rogelim. And amen. Barzaleah had a rich history with David, praise God. And, and if you know the story, they have a long, long standing friendship. But Barzaleah was actually on the edge of promise. Actually, from Gilead, was on the other side of Jordan. That was where he was from. But God still used him. And also, the, bar, the Bible says when David came back to Jerusalem, uh, he was an old man. He was 80 years of age. And so he told David, I, I can't go have fun with you in celebration that you're, you're back on the throne because I can't even taste what I eat. So he said, let the young men go. So he actually called himself an old man. He was 80 years old. But again, amen, that tells me that God can use anybody. So don't use an excuse, oh, I'm too young or I'm too old. God can use anybody to help the king on his journey. And he used Barzalei. Praise God. But what I want to close with tonight is the fact that um, the key for all these men, amen, Shobai and Ammonite, amen, Maker, who was from a pastureless, resourceless land, and then Barzalea, an old guy, praise God, the thing that they all had in common, and, and really the way that God was able to use them was that their common connection was that they all had a connection with the king. All of them knew who David was. All of them had been impacted by David's life. All of them had a special friendship, a unique friendship with David the king. And I'll tell you that that's exactly what makes the difference in our world tonight. Amen. Praise God. The thing that makes us different as apostolic Pentecostals is I have a connection with the king, and his name is Jesus. He has saved me from a mighty long ways away. He has changed my life like nobody else Amen. Could have done. Praise God. Amen. And so our connection tonight is with King Jesus. It goes beyond, again, what we have at the bank. It goes beyond our, our formal education. It goes beyond amen, what part of church we're a part of our organization. But it is the fact that we have a connection. We have a personal walk with Almighty God. And it's not just about a religion or just an organization, or even just a church. But it's the fact that I know who the Savior is, and His name is Jesus. And I have the privilege of letting the world know there is an answer to all their problems, praise God, and His name is Jesus, praise God. Amen. Let's stand tonight. I'm going to turn this over to your pastor. Let's just ask the Lord that He'll help us to be used of Him. Amen. I know that there's somebody in your life that, amen, needs to know who the Savior is, and you can be the person that helps them find out who He is in Jesus' name.
Let's give the Lord some appreciation tonight for what we've heard, shall we? Certainly, I have certainly appreciated uh, what I've seen and heard here tonight. I really appreciated the video presentation to uh, take a trip to this wonderful country and uh, to see the people, to hear them worship. I even recognized the song they were singing that we sing here, that we sing here, and uh, to see the arms lifted and people's lives being changed, and it makes the whole trip worth it. It makes giving worth it. Uh, the the dollars, it's a part of it. It's always a part of it. Always will be a part of it. And um, uh, I sure enjoyed seeing that tablecloth. And I wonder how many people have tried to buy that. <clears throat> and uh, if it's uh, if there's a dollar amount somewhere that would buy it, I don't know. But uh, but on the dollar bill thing they're doing uh, here tonight, if you can help with that, now, I don't know how much money they have, but I'd like to see somebody from Grace Church go over there and bankrupt them tonight with their money for our money. And I don't think they would mind making that exchange as well. They do have a table. I'm sure you noticed it when you came in in the lobby tonight. And uh, we want to be supportive of them. And if you can help them in any way, it would certainly certainly be appreciated. Uh, we've actually just found out from our foreign missions department that we have one of our missionaries that we've supported for a long time is retiring and coming back to the states, and it'll cancel out that partners in mission. And uh, so we're going to replace Brother and Sister Smith. We'll put that PIM in the place of that one and uh, pick them up as partners. And uh, uh, we'll have some conversation with them after church, but Grace Church wants to help them uh, with some of their projects and whatnot, as we love to do, and uh, it's such a blessing to them, and uh, we want to we want to contribute to the wonderful work uh, that Brother and Sister Smith are doing. But if you can help them personally, um, uh, in any way that you can, uh, I'm sure they would deeply appreciate it. Let's be a blessing to them. What do you say? Again, I'm certainly thankful for what we've seen and heard tonight. I appreciate these folks and have a lot of respect for them and what they're doing for the kingdom, and I'm sure you feel the same way. Thank the Lord. So God bless you tonight, and uh, we're going to dismiss and uh, remember our announcements for Sunday. Uh, be prepared to, for our Connect Group Fair and whatnot. Greet one another. Certainly greet Brother and Sister Smith, and uh, I'm sure they would appreciate that as well. So God bless you tonight. We appreciate you being here. You're dismissed in Jesus' name, and we'll look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, in our next service. God bless you tonight.